0: Welcome back to Life's a Garden. Uh, we was supposed to have a guest on this week, but unfortunately something came up. We had to cancel. So I'm pulling an Audible, and we're just going to do another solo episode, which is fine because I got plenty of stuff to talk about. Um, we'll just reschedule that one for next week. And I got a few guests coming up, so the next couple episodes will probably be guest episodes anyway. But it's kind of the nice thing about doing solo episodes and guest episodes if something goes awry it's no issue for me to just sit here in front of the camera by myself and just pump out a, a solo episode so um you get the pleasure of staring at my ugly mug this week and listening to me rant for an hour so let's crack open a cold one let's get in Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Life's a Garden um, It is bike week, so by the time this comes out I will be on my way to Sturgis, South Dakota I'm going to go down there and uh, spend a couple of days down there Just hanging out, have some fun So, five day weekend for me Badass And uh, that's why I went with this get up today if you want to complete the outfit, you throw these bad boys on. Figured I'd go with, like, a, uh, you know, Undertaker when he was uh, doing the biker look. Because, uh, I mean, you know, I'm a... I'M am AN AMERICAN BADASS! <laughs> uh, yeah, Undertaker, American Badass. If is the American Badass, then I am the American Dumbass. So, we'll just leave it at that. Ah, <laughs> am American dumbass. Um, yeah, so I got a few things I want to start off with, just a few little notes. First off, last week uh the episode got uploaded, taken down, uploaded, taken down. Um, YouTube had an issue with the clips I was watching for some fucking reason. They stated in the little claim they sent me that, uh, it had something to do with kids, uh, doing risky behavior or something like that. So I guess some of the clips included kids doing some dangerous activities. And so I went back through, I, edit it deleted all that stuff out whatever I thought was deemed as risky behavior took the video down again so I just cut out all the clips you can listen to the audio version of last week and all of that stayed in but it doesn't really matter when you can't see the clips so um, I guess if I ever do clips again which probably won't be for a while since that was such a fucking headache um, I'll have to curate them and kind of make them okay with whatever YouTube's guidelines are. Now, here's the kicker, okay? Here's where I'm confused. So maybe somebody can explain this to me. My video got taken down due to this this, you know, whatever content that they deemed bad for public consumption. Where did I watch these videos you might ask? Well, YouTube, of course. So somehow I was able to watch these videos from YouTube, yet I'm not allowed to watch my video can't you know have this content on it even though the video I watched had that content on it from YouTube. Explain that to me. Help me to help you. Help me to help you what so uh uh, youtube figure it out because your system makes no fucking sense so that was annoying and um so i just cut the whole thing out and i and it wasn't a copyright thing trust me i thought about that too it wasn't a copyright thing because i credited all the sources and they would have said copyright claim like you know whatever They would have, I don't know. So, hey YouTube, if you're listening to this one, because I'm probably on your list now, go fuck yourselves. Figure it out. And if you take me down for that, then, I don't know. (laughs) Then, Then you'll find me on Spotify, which I'm already there anyway. Go subscribe to uh, the YouTube, by the way. Go subscribe to the YouTube, the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I should say that more often. But go like, share, subscribe, do all the stuff. It really helps out the podcast. Also, I do want to mention, um, I haven't brought this up yet, which I feel like I should have by now. But um, I'm actually part of the Rhode Island Broadcasting it's called Rhode Island broadcasting and which is crazy. It seems so weird. Like just a, a dude from Montana and I'm part of the Rhode Island broadcasting network, <laughs> but I, uh, they contacted me because I, um, I'm part of like a, a podcasting page on, on a uh, Facebook where I help post some of my podcasts and, uh, yeah, they they saw one of the episodes I guess and hit me up and so they what they do is they just uh replay my these episodes on a different day to a, another audience and it just helps grow the, it, it helps grow my audience. It's a it's a help me to help you help me, you know. <laughs> and so uh, I just want to give a shout out to them. The Rhode Island Broadcasting. Uh go check them out. They help promote a bunch of other podcasts. I was actually watching a few of the episodes uh, The Wrestling Den That's on there Cause I am American Badass No, because I am I am a, a wrestling fan So uh, I've, I've I've Actually enjoyed listening to that So uh, they, they just opened the door For a lot of other podcasts And uh, they do their own thing They do some sports talk which is cool because I'm a big sports fan. Even though they're Patriots fans. And uh, I'm definitely not. But it's all good. Um, so yeah, go check them out. Go go like their page. You can see a lot of other cool podcasts out there. And just give them the support because they support me. So I figured I'd give them a shout out. I have yet to do that. They've, I've been a part of that for uh, about a month now. Maybe a little longer. Um, so yeah, I thought I'd give them a little shout out. And then, uh, yeah. So it's it's just really cool that I get to be a part of that and that uh it just helps grow my audience. And uh yeah, it's 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 just a cool thing that they that they did that for me and uh that they're helping me out in that way. So figured I'd give them a shout out. Thanks guys. I know you're listening, I know you're watching. Um Also, okay, yeah, so here's some other stuff I want to talk about. UFC. I went and watched the UFC fights last night. Uh, not the best card, I will say. It's not like the the most hyped card, and you could tell based on the fact that the place I was watching at was just dead. Usually, it's packed. People want to watch the fights, but I'm more than a casual fan. I like. I, I knew a lot of fighters on that card, and there were a lot of good fights, regardless of of the notoriety of the fighters. Let's start with the main one. Derek Lewis got fucking. Handled last night. It was actually kind of pathetic. And I feel really bad for Derrick Lewis fans. It was in uh, Houston, which is his hometown. That that really sucks that he just didn't... I don't know what his plan was. I don't know what his game plan was. He touched Cyril Gon. not even kidding. I want to look at the numbers. I don't know what the actual numbers are. But it had to be less than 10 times in three rounds. Gone got over a hundred significant strikes and I swear Lewis got yeah under 10 significant strikes the whole fight he was getting his leg chopped up he ended up losing by uh, TKO didn't like I, I saw Cyril gone winning it was either gonna be Derek Lewis KOing him with that with that right hand or it was gonna be Cyril gone just being the tactician and just winning by points, I didn't see it going to TKO. I thought it was going to be a decision win. But Sirogan, man, like, he is a legit contender. He is athletic. He has a cardio for days. He's, like, full tactician. No, he's... He has ground game. He has striking. He... And it's going to be a great fight between him and Francis Ngannou because... And not much of a tactician, but he is. He'll he'll uh, he's a better striker, I think. As far as like technically, he's a better technical striker than Derek Lewis. Lewis has that knockout power, but guess what? So does Francis Nganu. And Nganu's definitely been working on his wrestling. Him and uh, Cyril Gan were were uh, teammates in France, so that'll be interesting to see that. That'll be a fun dynamic. Um, so yeah, uh big title fights down the pipeline in the heavyweight division. Jose Aldo fucking looked phenomenal last night. The dude's a legend. He he ran the flyweight div- or the featherweight division forever. Longest reigning featherweight champion of all time. Moves down to bantamweight. He's been fighting bantamweight for a couple years now and the guy looks solid. I mean, very rarely do fighters go down in a weight class. Usually they'll go up, especially as they're age. Cuz sometimes fighters they'll realize they're at too heavy of a weight and they'll switch it up early, but as you get older, it's very hard to cut that weight and to keep that that uh physique that you're at. You see a lot of guys that go from flyweight or featherweight, excuse me, from featherweight to uh light heavy or lightweight. God. Getting them all fucked up today. Or to lightweight to welterweight. And so it's just very hard for guys to go down in weight especially at that age. Aldo has made it look seamless. Like he looks great. He Pedro Muno Pedro Muñoz is no joke. He's a great fighter and I had that 30 to 20 uh 7. I had it 30 27 all across the board. I think the judges did too. Uh, Aldo just looked phenomenal. He he hasn't missed a step. He's still the legend he's always been. So that was a great, great one to see. Vicente Luque choked out Michael Chiesa. Didn't see that coming, even though I know Vicente Luque is a great submission artist. So it was cool to see that. I love Michael Chiesa. I'm a a huge uh, Michael Chiesa fan. But uh, Luque, man, he's got to be up there for next in line to to get a title shot after Covington. Who else is it going to be? I mean, you could do Leon Edwards versus Vicente Luque. That would be a good one. And then see whoever wins that gets the title shot. I could see that. That would make a lot of sense to me. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, a lot of, I mean, it was a good fight. And then Tisha Torres won, beat Angela Hill. That was a decent fight. Uh, the, there was a couple good ones on the undercard So had a good time watching those That was basically my only thing I wanted to do this weekend Since I'm going out of town for for Sturgis That's going to be a fucking wild party So I didn't want to go too hard this weekend Took Friday night off Saturday just went and watched the fights, that's it And then I'm just chilling, on, chilling today Uh, do, Just doing the podcast And then we'll head out to Sturgis tomorrow I'll talk more about that in a second. Um there's a few other things I want to get to though. Uh NFL Hall of Fame. That happened this weekend. They did the uh two thousand twenty Hall of Fame class and then the this year's class, two thousand twenty one. Um I, I need to go back and listen to some of the the speeches, but it was it's just cool to see all those guys getting inducted as always like I I enjoy watching the Hall of Fame stuff all the speeches but it also means guess what football is back baby I'm so excited um it's so weird because the second football season ends I'm typically just juiced and want to can't wait for the season to happen um more recently I've, I've just been like okay season's over and then I'll get into basketball or hockey and And obviously, fighting throughout the year, and I just let that kind of take over and I don't really it's not that I don't miss football, but I don't crave it and but now and i and I thought about it, I was like, damn, am I like losing my my fanhood for football like is that starting to die on me and a lot of that would be due to the fact that the Broncos are just you know dog shit lately and obviously it's a lot more fun to watch your team win than lose. I watch every game still. That being said, um, like I said, I was, I was a little worried that that's, you know, I was losing a little bit of a spark for football. Well, now that we're just right on the cusp of preseason, well, preseason starts next weekend. Uh, training camp's been going, dude, I'm stoked. The draft always hypes me up. I get super hyped for the draft, and then it dies back down again. And now, dude, I am juiced. I'm so ready for football. Um, Fantasy football, too. Stoked about fantasy football, as always. I'll probably have a little something on here for fantasy football. Talk some fantasy football as we get closer to that. But, um, yeah, I'm hyped. I can't wait. Uh, As far as the Broncos go, I think they're looking good. Uh, the only, obviously, the only concern being quarterback. So we'll see what happens there. The Aaron Rodgers thing fell through. Who, who I figured that was going to happen. I knew Aaron Rodgers was going to go back to the Packers. Uh, sounds like it might be his last year, though. So we'll see what happens there. I'm not expecting him to come to Denver necessarily. That wouldn't be th- my game plan for the future. Hopefully, the guy, the guys we have, just end up panning out because that would be great. But. Um, Good weekend to be a Broncos fan as far as Hall of Fame goes. You got John Lynch going in. Obviously, he was a Buccaneer for a long time. But he's a tried-and-true Bronco as well. So, John Lynch gets inducted. Uh, Steve Atwater, long time coming. We've been waiting for that for a very long time. Finally, Steve Atwater gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. I did watch his speech. Uh, It was just cool to see him finally getting that gold jacket. And then, of course, the big guy, Peyton Manning. Only spent four years with the Broncos, but you know, I mean, there's no doubt he has a high regard for the Broncos organization. The dude is always at Broncos training camps. He's always helping out our, you know, he's on the sidelines all the time as far as, like, training camp and stuff. He's always helping out our young quarterbacks. Anytime you see Peyton Manning, tell me you don't see him wearing a blue, a blue jacket with an orange tie. Every fucking time, I don't know if it has more to do with his like love and respect for the Broncos organization or his absolute disdain for Jim Irsay and the Colts. Can't blame him for that. Uh, the Colts organization is a goddamn dumpster fire, and you can and it only gets heightened by the fact that Carson Wentz is injured already, out five to twelve weeks. But. The entire time they had Peyton Manning, they didn't do shit for him. As far he he had a good old line for for most of his career, uh, actually, which was nice. But never had e- he either. Never had a defense. Actually, he fucking never had a defense. In fact, the one the the best defense they had his entire time was the year they won the Super Bowl. And they were just never able to give him the weapons he needed to succeed. Obviously, they had great wide receivers, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. They had great running backs for most of the time, but there was always they always they never gave him something. And obviously, the O line kind of fell apart there at the end, and that's why he got hurt. And then they went ahead and fucked up uh, Andrew Luck's career too. So. Because Luck never had an O-line. And he got jacked up. Peyton comes to Denver. We fucking throw the book at everything. We had one of the best defenses in the history of the NFL. Every bit of top five defense. And then one year, of the, the greatest offense of all time. Statistically, the greatest offense of all time. Broke fucking every record in the book. So, you can tell Peyton definitely has a love for the Broncos. He'll de- he'll obviously retire and go into the Hall of Fame as a Colt and a Bronco. So, even though he spent... And-, and here's another thing. Four years with the Broncos, Peyton spent, went to as many Super Bowls as he did with the Colts, and won as many. So, what does that tell you? You know? It- it's not necessarily, like, a hype on the Broncos. And that was at the end of his career, let's, let's remember. It's not necessarily like a huge hype on the Broncos as much as it's a huge fucking just negative to the Colts organization. You had the greatest, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in his prime, and you weren't able to succeed with him. Then you go and get, and and it's 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 one thing to say, okay, you know, the competition was was rough at the time you had the Steelers you had the you know the uh, Patriots Steelers, Patriots those were very tough rivalries and those were great teams that also won Super Bowls the Patriots were still fucking amazing and so were the Steelers when Peyton came to Denver so you know what's the excuse and it's all backed up by the fact that the Colts ruined Andrew Luck's career the Colts organization is fucking dog shit. And I'd go I'd go as far as it's crazy to say because, you know, they were obviously so good for so long, had everything to do with Peyton. Had nothing to do with that front office. And I would I would straight up be willing to say that the, the Colts organization is up there with the Lions and the Browns. For worst fucking organization in the NFL. You could also put the uh, Washington football team in there as well. Just terrible front office. Terrible leadership management. Obviously the, the Browns are looking decent now. But we must not forget the last 25 years that they've had. Their entire careers. Their entire fucking existence. Um... But yeah, no. Great great time to be a Broncos fan as far as the Hall of Fame goes. Been waiting for a lot of those guys to get in. And uh, there's still a few more guys that need to get in. Kyle, or Kyle. Uh, Mike Shanahan, I think, deserves a gold jacket. Um, I could say Carl Mecklenburg. I think one of the most underrated receivers in the history of ever is Rod Smith. He's literally the greatest Broncos wide receiver of all time. Won two Super Bowls with us. I mean, if Terrell Davis gets a a Hall of Fame jacket, don't you think Rod Smith deserves one too? Because, I mean, obviously you have uh, Shannon Sharp, who probably is the greatest receiver, technically. He was a tight end, but probably technically the greatest receiver that the Broncos ever had. But if you're talking straight-up wide receiver, Rod Smith, all day. I mean, he's only rivaled by Demarius Thomas, who just retired this year. Shout-out to Demarius Thomas, um, another underrated wide receiver that just, I don't know, seemed to be underlooked a lot. But, yeah, so, I don't know, just a little football talk. I'm i am getting stoked. I'm, I'm very excited for football season to start. It's going to be a great time, as always. But, yeah, so I just wanted to shout-out to the uh, Hall of Famers, there's a lot more, you know, Troy Polamalu, Bill Cower, Those are some big names. Calvin Johnson. Um, I'm definitely forgetting quite a few, but some Isaac Bruce. Big names came into the Hall of Fame and all well-deserved. So cheers to all those guys. And, yeah, let's see. What else? Um, watched the new Suicide Squad yesterday. I got to tell you, it was pretty good. James Gunn is a very good director. They, they pretty much, it 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 doesn't take away from the first one. Like it's still part of that story, that timeline, and all that. Like it's not like it's a a reboot. You know what I mean? Even though it's called the Suicide Squad, which is why would they just call it, you know, Suicide Squad two? but I, you can tell it's 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 kind of a reboot in a sense cuz like the only characters that return are uh Harley Quinn uh Flag I can't remember his the Lieutenant Flag or whatever Rick is it Rick Flag yeah whatever he's in it uh Boomerang's in it for Captain Boomerang's in it for like a hot second and then I can't remember the gal's name Who's like running the whole organization But um, Yeah no I thought it was really good It was funny It was entertaining I thought it was way better than the first one Sorry to anybody who was a fan of the first one It just It missed the mark The first one did And this one does not it's It's a good movie So and and what's great about this one is it's kinda like a deadpool y type where it's making fun of itself and like it knows it's not necessarily to be taken serious. It's more meant to, you know, be entertaining. So it's it's very deadpooly is how I would describe it. Unlike the first one, where the first one there was all the like it was trying to be serious, but you couldn't take it serious, kind of a thing. And they yeah they they tried to get way too too serious with that one and that's not what that should have been. Like it's it should be like a Guardians of the Galaxy Deadpool. It's just it's it's serious enough but it's definitely just not taking itself serious. You know what I mean? There's those moments but for the most part it doesn't take itself serious. Idris Elba, by the way, phenomenal actor. He he just he can play any role he can fucking play an action guy. He can play a co- comedian-type character. Like, he has great comic relief. Just a solid performance by everybody in that. Um, Yeah. So, go check it out. I will say... Let me say this. So, Disney Plus... I don't know if I mentioned this. The way Disney Plus runs their shit as far as uh, the premiere access stuff versus HBO Max they need to take some notes because... So, HBO Max. Everything that is, you know, Warner Brothers or, you know, that falls under the HBO Max umbrella, which I believe is just Warner Brothers, anything that comes out to the theaters or is a new release, Wonder Woman, uh, Mortal Kombat, Space Jam... Suicide Squad is directly available to you if you're a HBO Max customer. You pay like it's 15 bucks a month, which is a little more than like the average subscription except for like Netflix. I think Netflix is up there now too. But well worth it for the whole thing and you get that access. I mean, you're paying for it. Now here's the thing with like as far as Disney Plus goes. Disney Plus Premier access for like Black Widow, any of those like live action Disney movies that come out on there, you have to pay an extra $30 to have it available on the streaming platform. Now, your options are you can pay $30 for access to that movie that just came out already on the platform that you're paying for. Now I can understand I understand the idea behind you know paying for this new product that's out. I get it. $30? A little steep. That's more than what you pay for a movie. Or you can go to the theater and spend $15, spend half the price and see it there. Which I've mentioned before, I fucking I'm not a fan of the theater anymore. I don't like it. So either make Disney Plus more and give the give you the movies for free or charge less. I'd easily pay $10 for premium access to see Black Widow. I haven't seen it yet. Give me make it at least the price of a movie theater ticket. Cuz here's the thing. And and it's not like I said, 30 bucks is whatever. It's not like it's going to break the bank. But it makes no sense for me to pay $30 for something that's going to be free on there in three months. So in three months, I'll get to watch it anyway and not have to pay the $30. I can wait. Or I'll just go spend less and go see it in the theater. And that's kind of probably the idea. They want you to go see it in the theater. But just make it the price of a movie, of a ticket. You know what I mean? I don't get it. Anyway, HBO Max fucking rules I got to see the movie right then and there the day it came out and yeah it's a good movie go check it out I I I would recommend I wouldn't say it's like gonna blow your socks off it's not a masterpiece but it is good it is way better than the first one absolutely mostly because Jared Leto's Joker's not in it so what do you say about that all you Jared Leto Joker fans out there. Uh let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, yeah, let me talk about Sturgis. I I said I was gonna talk a little bit about it. Um, what do I want to say? So so yeah, so, uh, gonna go to Sturgis. Gonna just like three days. That's all you really need, honestly. It's it's a nonstop party, is what it is, and it's not cheap. You know, we're paying for camping, so we're just gonna camp. And then, dude, it's like Vegas. Everything is expensive. Beers are expensive. Food's expensive. Because these, I mean, that's what, how that town makes all of its money. I don't, if you've never been there, it is a blast. It's a lot of fun. But don't plan on staying a week if you go. I went a couple years ago with, uh, so my dad's taking, you know, I'm going down with my dad. And uh, I went a couple years ago. And uh, I, I don't know exactly what's gonna be different this time around. Uh, we might. We went to Deadwood last time. I'd really like to do that again. Deadwood's a really cool town. They got gambling there, and which is no different than here. But like they have like live tables. I do like that. I like playing live tables. But uh, we're just gonna camp out. Go. To the, oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So there's these bars, dude. They're fucking massive bars. And I'm like this town can't sustain this year like a year around so I'm like so what happens to these bars when this isn't happening and my dad tells me he's like dude they they're just closed they're only open for the week or eight days whatever that Sturgis is going on so that town makes all its revenue in that one week that's insane it just seems like it's like having a county fair and that's how you make all your money for the whole town basically obviously you know it's just a small town whatever most of the time and that's what it's known for is the biker rally but I don't know it just seems it just seems bizarre to me and then you got like the iron horse and I think we might go out to Buffalo Chip we didn't do that last time so we'll we'll see that. There's a lot of concerts going on. Nothing uh, as far as I've seen, nothing that I'm like crazy interested in. But who knows? Maybe something will pop up and maybe I'll see American badass cuz you know, what are the what is the odds Kid Rock's going to be there. You know what I mean? I think Kid Rock plays every year. Kid Rock, you can always count on, well, ZZ Top used to play all the time, but Unfortunately, Dusty Hill is no longer with us, so... And I think they were supposed to play this year. You can usually count on Black Label Society being there. I'm pretty sure they are going to be there. I think Shinedown's going to be there. But all of them are not when I'm going to be there, so... I don't know. Maybe something will pop up. Maybe there's something I'm not aware of. But, uh... Yeah, we went to Iron Horse last time. I might try and check out the Full Throttle this year. That might be fun. We didn't go to that last time. Dude... So, last time, this is funny. this is hilarious um we we were hanging out at this one bar, and it's like they had live music outside, just like some cover band or whatever Really, really good we're just chilling it's like like I said, the fucking town is just a non stop party, and before I get into this don't I don't want to hear no bullshit about. Oh, you're going to go and be a fucking super spreader with the Delta variant. I've already heard it, and, like, that's, that's your opinion? Fine, I get it. It's The thing's happening with or without me, okay? And if you're not aware, I have... I'll get tested when I get back, or whatever. If, if it's that big of a concern, if it really shows the numbers are fucked, I'm not going to risk getting anybody sick. I'll get into all that later I want to talk about this fucking vaccine shit and all that but I'll save that I'm talking Sturgis right now so we'll save that for later um but anyway we're at this bar watching this band and upstairs in this bar is a strip club so my father says to me oh come on up I'll buy I'll get a dance for you blah 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 Now, most fathers... Well, they'll take their kid to, you know... Disneyland. Or... Maybe to a a ball game. Or maybe to... You know, something of that nature. That's, That's the typical father. Not my dad. My dad... He takes me to Sturgis. And buys me a lap dance at a strip club. So... There's your right, like if you haven't already been able to tell, based on prior episodes, that's my father in a nutshell. Am I complaining? Absolutely not. But uh, yeah, so so here's the thing: this Sturgis, you have people who are basically already naked outside, and it's no different in the strip club. So for some reason. I don't know if it's Sturgis Law or if it's uh, just South Dakota state law. You're not allowed to have full nude. In fact, you're not allowed to have Brett, like just. They have to cover their. They have to use the little pasties on their nipples. And I'm like, well, this isn't a strip club. This is uh, this is happening outside. Why are we paying for this? And it was so funny. So. My dad buys me this dance. She's giving me the dance or whatever. And I'm... It's honestly, like, decently uncomfortable. I'm kind of just like, yeah, this isn't really doing it for me. And she goes, did you want to do another... Did you want, like, another song? Do you want me to dance for another song? And I just look at her and go, nah. (laughs) I'm good. And that was awkward. She goes, oh, okay. As if, like, I was insulting her, which I probably was. But, I mean... Got free got that for free outside. Walking down the street. So it was not what I expected. But I thought that was funny. Interesting that Sturgis would like not allow topless even. Technically they're topless, but it's not a strip club. That's not you know what I mean? So yeah. Um But yeah, it'll be a fun time. I think I might I, I ha I don't I have a bike don't know how to ride it so i'm not riding the bike i'm riding i'm driving my truck down there i might rent one of those like polaris fucking like buggies or whatever they are it's kind of like a four-wheeler uh if it's not too expensive i might get one of those and just drive that around because it's so much easier than driving a vehicle around it's so hard to get around there unless you have a bike so um yeah uh, I, w- I wanted to do the solo episode next week so I c- I could tell you all the shenanigans that happened there but we'll save that for another time I'll make it'll it'll make for good stuff to talk about so yeah that'll be that'll be good um by the way does anybody out there remember that cartoon uh, I don't remember was it called Biker Mice yeah it was something here let me look it up it was something like Biker mice. It was it was part of that craze in cartoons, where um, y- you know the ninja turtle style, and anim- like anamorphic a- animals, I guess is what you. Humanoid humanoid animals, and they're always teenagers and like it's the same thing. Biker mice. Is that what it was? Wasn't it, like biker mice from outer space or something? Yes, yeah, biker mice from Mars. Is what the show was. What the actual fuck. This came out the year I was born. I'll throw up a picture of it. And they're like jacked. Oh my god. That is the funniest shit. They got like abs. They're mice. Biker mice from Mars. And they got little antennas because they're aliens. But they're just like these jacked mice. And they're bikers. like... (laughs) What concept is this? This is hilarious. I never watched this show, by the way, but I do remember it being a thing. Biker Mice from Mars. Wow. That's going to be me this weekend. I'm going to be... The fucking... <laughs> I should get a Biker Mice shirt. That'd be hilarious. But yeah, so, you know, the other shows like that were obviously... Teen- the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was the one that kind of brought all that to light it it proved that that was a successful genre of cartoon so then you get the street sharks which i was a huge fan of as a kid i don't know if anybody remembers street sharks there was like street sharks fucking what was the one with the dinosaurs extreme dinosaurs and then you had SWAT Cats, one of my favorite shows of all time. I specifically remember always, like, having this, like, thing of donut holes, the glazed donut holes on, you know, Saturday, Sunday, whatever, and just sitting there eating these donut holes and watching SWAT Cats. I think it only ran for, like, two seasons, but I just remember loving the shit out of that show. Those guys were, yeah, it's, the, it's in the name. They're Anamorphic Cats that are part of like a SWAT team they, they fly jets and tanks and all this crazy stuff and fight like demons or something I don't remember but yeah then you had like the mighty duck series where it was like the the um the animated one where they were actual ducks <laughs> yeah what else there was one more in there that I, that came to my mind That was kind of like that. Huh. Street sharks. Dinosaurs. Huh. I don't remember. Maybe that was it. Swat cats. There's another one. I can't remember what it is. Then the mice. The fucking biker mice from Mars. But yeah. It was just funny. Because yeah. I loved street sharks. Uh, Never saw the freaking biker mice though. It was just funny that that was, like, a craze. And Ninja Turtles was the only one that was still successful. And never didn't become successful. What a weird thing that, like, that was so popular. And everyone was just like, well, what animal can we make now? The Street Sharks were just, like, four brothers that were teenagers. I don't remember the dinosaur one. I, I, I had toys of them. And I remember, like, kind of watching it. But... I don't remember. Also, here's what I do remember. The dinosaur's name, the, the leader, the lead dinosaur in Extreme Dinosaur's name was T-Bone. And the lead shark in Street Sharks was also named T-Bone. What What more 90s thing is there than anamorphic creatures and their name is T-Bone? like where'd that name even come from why is that how was that used twice and I think it was the same creators so can't get more creative T-Bone makes way more sense for the dinosaur let's be honest T-Rex bones we think about like fossils T-Bone that makes sense why was the shark's name T-Bone makes no sense but it's a super 90s name, I guess. Makes sense like in that factor. So yeah. All right. Now. I don't usually go on like hyper serious rants. I've been waiting to do this. Like this was a, this was a big thing weighing on my mind this week. So I'm going to bring it Bring the mood down a hair. Not a hair. Quite a bit. The mood's going to come down a little bit, but this but this is worth talking about. It's a serious topic. It's a serious thing. I don't like to be overly serious on this show, but from time to time, you have to. Things need to be brought to light. Things need to be talked about. And, uh, you know, it's just been weighing on my mind. Lately, or just this last week, so I'm, I am kind of glad that I got to do the solo episode just for this reason. So I could talk about this while it's fresh in my mind, while I've been thinking about it. Um, so this last week, Joe Rogan had this this gal on her show on on his show. Um, I'm gonna fuck up her first name. Um, Yayom, Yay, Yayomni? Park her last name's Park. I know that. I, I I knew I wasn't gonna get her first name right. But um she is a North Korean defector. So she was born in North Korea, she escaped, and she's you know, she basically tells her story, which Joe's not the first one to get that interview. She's been like a, an activist for some time now. She's twenty eight years old. Uh, she escaped when she was 13. First of all, go listen to that episode. I mean, I'm not going to do the justice it deserves. You need to go listen to that episode. It literally will change your perspective on everything. On, on the way everything is run in this, in this country, in the world. It will, it will put your life in perspective a thousand percent. So I'll I'll just sum it up her story briefly. But you definitely need to go listen to it from her. Um she she escaped when she was 13. She talks about how she went to China. They escaped into China. They were immediately put into slavery. Sex trafficked. Um her mother, it was her and her mother who escaped. Uh her mother was repeatedly raped. Her her herself, she got sold multiple times into sla- in this in the slave market. Eventually, she ended up with somebody who um, promised her to uh, that he would release her to South or tell her how to escape to South Korea. But in order to do so, he would have to rape her. So she lost her virginity via rape when she was like sixteen, or she would have been like fifteen. She finally escaped to Mongolia with a group of people. They walked through the desert, the Gobi Desert, for... It, it took them, like, a 24-hour trip. No rest, no nothing. It was freezing cold because it was the middle of winter in a desert. They finally got to Mongolia. Um, the Mongolians threatened to take them back to uh, China in which you know they were prepared to kill themselves rather than do that because they knew if they went back to China they would end up being killed anyway so they were prepared to kill themselves in fact one of her friends com- uh, attempted suicide failed but she was uh, basically brain dead after that and all of that was a joke it was just it was meant to be a, a, a joke to the, to the Mongolians and they ended up taking them to South Korea anyway they just they they told them they were going to take them back to China as a joke one of the girls threatened, like tried to kill herself failed and then she was brain dead and they thought it was funny so anyway they end up in South Korea she learns all this stuff she talks about how like freedom she 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 not only did she not understand the concept of freedom she said she didn't know that the world existed beyond North Korea. She, she, dude, the, the stories she tells on there are absolutely harrowing. She talks about how she, when she lived in North Korea, um, she had to go to the doctor. They had one needle for every patient. They had no x-ray machines. They had nothing. She had to be operated on without anesthet- like anesthesia. Um, Bodies, dead bodies littering the hallways of this hospital. Rats eating the eyes of these dead people. And then the children eating the rats because food is so scarce in this country. Like, she talks about how not only can you not... Well, you can't own land, so you can't farm. There's like designated farmers who supply food mainly to... The capital, or to to the you know, Kim Jong Un and all this stuff. Um, but food is not only not provided to the people; they they either have to get it on the black market or they have to forge for it themselves. The number one source of protein in North Korea: grasshoppers. So these people have to forge for their own food; hence, eating rats and whatnot, infected rats. Therefore, these kids eat the rats and then they die. She says, you know, everybody there has body dysmorphia. They're all fucking... Or it's not body dysmorphia, but they're all, like, uh, bloated or fucking mal... They're just all malnourished. She talks about how it takes... It took her... It would take her, you know, two to three hours every morning just to get out of bed because she was so weak. Food is not only not provided to the uh, citizens of... Or should I say slaves of North Korea... It's actively prevented from getting to them the the basically it's this whole idea that the top ten percent tries to is trying to genocide the rest of their people in order for the top ten percent just to be able to like be the only people existing. It's literally a country that is a that is a concentration camp it's a living concentration camp, and we all sat here and said. We learned all our lives in school. Never again. Never again were we going to allow the, um, the world to experience another Holocaust. It's actively happening right now in North Korea. It's happening more than that. There's places in Africa that this is happening in. China. I mean, all, there, there's shit like this happening all over the world. And, and we don't talk about it. Um... Dude the story she tells is is fucking insane of of all the of all the craziness how how you can get imprisoned for so many things you can't they have to have their hair a certain way they have to they have to wear a certain clothing they 're told each and every day what they 're going to do that day. Nothing is decided for them. She said the only thing that they 're free to do in that country is breathe i 'm missing so much of what happened i 'm not going to tell the whole thing. You have to go listen to it for yourself but she says when she got to South Korea that um, she didn't understand the concept of freedom. She said the idea of thinking for herself and, like, having her own thoughts was exhausting to her. Because everything, every day was already pre-decided for them. They, they had no, like, freedom. She said she, doesn't, she never understood, the, like, the word love. She didn't know she had to relearn everything she said uh when she was like 18 or whenever she was you know whenever she got to uh South Korea she had to like learn as a first grader because she knew nothing she knew no geography they don't teach them anything outside of North Korea she had to learn all of this stuff and and here's the thing I want to say By the way, then eventually she came to America, obviously. She went to university in 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 uh New York and uh she talks about how just how how basically universities are telling her like every class that she attended in university would tell her how horrible America was. And how like systemically racist it is and how like, you know, everything is, is made to be against you and all this stuff. When she just came from a country that literally is like that. So she, she couldn't even, she, she had no concept of why, you know, this amazingly free country was so concerned about their lack of freedom. She came from a country that was like that. Now, here's the thing first thing I want to say is we don't talk like have you you may, have, you may or may not have heard of her you may or may not have heard of her story but guess what nobody's talking about it nobody's talking about the story like what's happening in North Korea it's like we kind of know but we don't really give a fuck and it's not so much that like I'm so you know I, I basically try and stay out of like other countries affairs but when we sit here and say, never again will we allow humanity to fall into such disarray like that, that is is—that is literally, it goes against every fucking human rights aspect that this world holds dear to them. But guess what? The UN that decides what is and what isn't an attack on a human right or a human, you know, what what do you call it? A uh basically what's just against humanity are Russia, China, and all of you know those are the big names you know, these guys are the ones deciding a lot of this. Now here's the thing. Here's where this really fucking disgusts me. The reason we don't do a goddamn thing about it, the reason we don't just march into into North Korea and like say enough's enough You're not doing this to your people. For one, they have nukes. That's kind of an issue. How the fuck did we allow that to happen, first of all? Well, Iran, you know, these Middle Eastern countries and China, they definitely were part of that. We won't speak out against it, and we won't do anything about it because they're linked with China. And you would think, oh, well, that's going to, you know, it's all there to prevent war. Partially, but mostly it's to prevent it's because we, or it's, it has more to do with money. It has more to do with people doing business in those countries. You see, we're, we're, we're made to think that everything is, you know, red and blue. We're, we're, we're right-wingers. We're left-wingers. We're conservative. We're liberal. We're woke. We're fucking fascist. We're, we're this. We're that. No, no, no. It ain't about red and blue. It's about green. It all it all comes down to money. It's all about greed. Um So that yeah, we won't do anything about it. We won't we won't go in there because it would involve us having to basically go against China, and we won't do that. And the funny thing about it is, you have I mean, put your politics aside. This has nothing to do with politics. This is fact. This is the way it is. This is not me. Siding with any specific political party, I'm not affiliated with any political party. I am an independent. I've stated that multiple times on this podcast. Whether you're blue, whether you're red, you don't bow to to any. You know, you're not you're not uh, aligned with any party, really. You can you can claim to be. What you're aligned with is the almighty dollar. That's the old, and I'm talking politicians I'm not talking about you specifically as a, as a citizen but these politicians that you fucking praise and look up to to uh, lead you and I'm not saying they're all bad there's a few of them out there that are decent but they all side with the almighty dollar and that is the people who are representing you the other thing that, about this story with her that strikes me and really pisses me off is how insanely um, forceful our so many people, I'm not saying all of them, but you know there's obviously an active group of people out there discouraging our own citizens into believing, to truly believing. That this country and the people in it are being oppressed. Now, don't get me wrong. We have issues. There's no doubt about it. We have plenty of them, like most countries. But when you hear about how truly oppressed the people of North Korea are, the people of China, the people... Think about women in in a lot of these Middle Eastern countries aren't allowed to show their fucking face. Yet we rant and rave about women's rights and how, how lack thereof they have it here. Go to any, any country at all that's not a Western country. I guarantee you, you will know the the word oppressed you have no idea anybody anybody out there listening if you truly believe you're oppressed in this country you have no idea there are people beyond oppressed there's so many people beyond oppressed they don't even know they're oppressed they think that that's just the way life is and yet you sit here you have the ability to burn our flag you have the ability to to tell everybody you know what a piece of shit this country is. In Chi- in in North Korea, if you say one negative thing about their country, you're dead. They'll they'll hang you in the fucking streets. Here, you're free to say whatever you want. You're free to call Donald Trump Hitler. And that's fine. You know? We're, we're, we're all right to, to say Joe Biden's asleep at the wheel. If you said any sort of thing about Kim Jong-un like that, see ya. If you said anything about fucking the dude that's in, that's running China, dead, you go missing. And a lot of this comes back down, you know, it's. We're being taught in the school system, in, in these universities and whatnot, and just and through social media, that we're this oppressed people, that everything is systemically racist, that everything is, is made to be against us, capital you know, obviously, there are problems with like greed and the almighty dollar that we need to fucking figure out. There are racial issues. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not denying that. But if you think for one second that this isn't the greatest country on earth even with all the problems it has you're fucking insane as a matter of fact you're an american dumbass if you think it let's pull out the johnny the uh, jeff foxworthy if you think that this isn't the greatest country on earth or that west better yet let's not even say specifically the country if you think western civilization isn't a better option or capitalism for that matter if you don't th- if you think western civilization isn't better than a communist civilization or a regime civilization you might be a dumbass If you think communism and socialism are better than capitalism, or a republic for that matter, you might be a dumbass. Here's what I'll say too. With all this like indoctrination basically of like trying to convince our own people, this active attempt to convince our own people that their that their own country is is a piece of shit, and their own country is out to get them, and they're trying to basically turn them against us. These people really like to float the word Nazi around. Everybody's a Nazi. You're a Nazi. Blah blah blah. Guess what? You want to know what happened with the Nazis? You want to know what the Nazis did? They did the exact same thing. They told them a bunch of bullshit about their country. They said our country is being invaded by Jews. And that the Jews are the problem. And there's one race and one race only. And all this bullshit. And thus started a one of the worst regimes in the history of mankind. And they want to actively also destroy that history. Why? Because if you don't learn from history, you're damn sure bound to repeat it. Now, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist here, but I will tell you what, the downfall of this country will be from within. It's not going to be from China. It's not going to be from Russia. It's going to be from fucking within. We're going to destroy ourselves because we have so many of these people actively trying to tear us apart. You go listen to that fucking podcast. You go listen to that podcast with Joe Rogan. I'm sorry for all the F-bombs. I I didn't mean to get this heated, but it's a very very tough topic to talk about, and it really fires me up. Go listen to that podcast. You will 100% change your mind about how oppressed you think you are. And guess what? So many people don't want to give her a voice because they know she's speaking the truth, and they don't want that to affect their bottom line they don't want that to affect their policy. MSNBC and fucking Fox News was the only one apparently that that uh gave her a platform. And then and other other stations were willing to, you know, have her until she went to Fox News and then they said, "Oh my god, you're a you're you're obviously a, a right-winger." Now, she she went against Trump when he was talking to uh Kim Jong-un. She actively discouraged him from that. That's all they wanted to hear from her. Go listen to the podcast. You'll hear all of it. And you will definitely change your mind about all that. And one more thing. I will say this, okay? And I'll keep it brief. I said I was going to bring up the va- the vaccine stuff. Everybody's so quick to be like, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. You, you're, you're a fucking, you're, you're, you know, you're a, basically a monster if you don't here's the thing the vaccine's available right it's available for everybody to get so therefore you can get it and be safe right so what are you doing telling me i have to get it for my own safety and you can say well you're getting it for other people's safety well if other people want to be safe then they can get the fucking vaccine right Everybody who doesn't get the vaccine is just taking their own risk. It's like anybody who doesn't wear a seatbelt. They're putting their... Yeah, it's a risk. Sure. It's a risk that I don't take the flu vaccine. I'm at risk to get the flu. That's not the issue. The issue is this fucking vaccine passport. Now, to bring it full circle, you really want to talk about a society that you want to talk about the way this country is going to devolve and, and how like other countries were China. They, they do this vaccine passport thing. They've been doing it with all kinds of stuff for years. North Korea, same thing. The Nazi regime, you better believe they would do something like that. I don't know that they did, but Hey, they marked people. Did they not? Did they not mark certain people who were Jewish? With stars on their on their shirts, just to identify you for who you are, it's a slippery slope. you don't want to go down it. that vaccine passport shit it's a bad deal we this is supposed to be a free country where we're free to make our own decisions we're free to do our own thing, say our own stuff, whether it's whether you agree with it or disagree with it yeah you're you're allowed to to go against the government you're allowed to to uh, not get the vaccine you're allowed to do that you're allowed to do whatever you want that's the whole point of this country that's what makes this country so great yet we're so fucking oppressed stay awake guys it's getting dark out there and it ain't gonna get better unless we do something about it that's all I'm gonna say about that don't be an American dumbass and uh, that did get a lot. That did get serious. But it's a fucking. It's a very important thing that needs to be said. You need to go listen to that podcast if you haven't seen it. I'm gonna leave a link to it in my description, because that's how much that thing impacted me. I no joke. And it takes a lot for this to happen. I cried. It takes a absolute lot to make me cry. And I I cried multiple times listening to that podcast, because it's so. It's so. Heartfelt and it's so shocking. I cried for her, her people, and I cried for my people, and the way this country's starting to be run. And the fact that people just are so blind to to what's happening right in front of them. Um I'll wrap it up with that. So I don't like to go out on a on a sour note like that, but it's one that kind of needs to sit. And I think uh, we all need to think about that and realize just how good we have it. Just our everyday lives. The ability to, to, to do anything we want. The ability to be free. To think and say and do podcasts. And I can sit here and say all this stuff. I can sit here and say, you know, crazy stuff and like talk about sports and watch sports and attend sporting events. And I can walk outside when I want and when I walk into a McDonald's... I don't have to... Tell somebody who I am. And where I've been. And I'm not monitored day and night. I don't have a fucking chip in my arm. Yeah, I guess I got a chip in my phone. So they can monitor me that way. And they have been doing that too. But... We're still, we're still the freest country... On this planet. And we need to start remembering that. And remember why... That's so important. So, stay free, guys. Stay awake. Keep your eyes facing forward. Um, but most importantly, thank you for listening and uh, be good to yourselves. Have a great week. Um, enjoy that freedom. It's the most important thing you have. Uh, like, share, subscribe. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope to see you next week. And uh, most importantly, don't forget, life's a garden. Dig it.